All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. We owe Karen. Was that, yeah, that, that was oh, okay? It. Okay, yeah. a little technical <laughs> snafu there with the intro. Suddenly shut off. Always got to check with Aaron, make sure that I'm actually being seen or I'm sitting here talking to nothing, which has <laughs> happened before, by the way. Yeah. I've been out there talking to nothing. All right, hopping right into it tonight. Um, just getting right into COVID. We'll, get, we'll, we'll talk about other stuff, too, uh, other stuff too, but we all know from the Alex, from the Alex Jones post, the Alex Jones video, from the whistleblowers, that it appears the TSA is going to be trying to launch COVID back again. We know that. We can see the writing on the wall, various institutions. You got the school system, or maybe it's just a school in Kentucky, and I don't want to overstate it, that's already gone to Zoom services, that are going to Zoom services. So I want to just launch back into COVID tonight for just a little bit. Well, chances are it won't be for just a little bit, but <laughs> I'm going to do the best that I can to keep it for a little bit. But I want to start off with this because one of the key things is with all of this is that we have to remember we cannot forget things. We oftentimes put out videos here, and especially in the post game, with the letters or with the words never forget on the bottom of it because we cannot forget the origins of this. Because we need to remember what kind of lie to us. Now, now, I know there's 347 people that are watching right now on the various platforms. Make sure you switch over to Rumble. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, Twitter, or Facebook, switch over to Rumble. Make sure you set your notifications for what, Aaron? Yeah, so you got to set it for instant instead of instead of daily. All right, so. sit, yeah, set your, set your notifications for instant because otherwise you'll get it hours after or hours before, however it works. So switch over to Rumble if at all possible, unless you're watching on Black Robe or when we go on the Christian Television Network on Saturday, stick with that. But we need to remember where all these things came from and where all these lies come from. We, we're, we're seeing the various lies, whether it's transgenderism, that's all a lie to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. Uh, gun grabbing, lever- leverage you into a one-world commerce system. Climate oak, CBDC, social credit systems are all about leveraging you into a one-world commerce system. And we need to see how they originate these lies and not forget how they, how they lie at the beginning of these things. And I want you to look, when we watch this video, because this is a Matt Orphalia video, the COVID lie that started it all, basically the shot heard around the world, was the death rate. Everyone needs to remember this. I, I remember this specific, I mean, very, very specifically at, at the beginning of this whole thing, starting for me really in March. Now I started hearing rumblings way back. I believe it was even in December of 19, but really, you know, started to kind of percolate in January, started to become a big deal in February. People are like, this is old news. It's not old news. The latest, var- they're, they're, they're pimping and whoring the latest variant right now. Latest variant being BA. Dash, well, not dash, 0.286. So I'll just call it BA-286. So they're pushing the latest variant now, BA-286. And they're, you know, they got Scott Gottlieb on there, whoring it with his cold, dead, watery eyes, whoring this thing to everybody, calling it a, a rapid mutator and maybe more highly infectious. Who cares if it's highly infectious? I mean, honestly, first of all, I don't even worry about ever being sick because whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loose. That's Matthew 16, 19. So I don't even worry. Took up our infirmities, carried our diseases. Matthew, uh, Matthew 8, 17. So I don't even worry about, you know, praise the Lord, all my soul, all my, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. So I don't worry about that. Psalm 103, 1 through 3. So I'm not worried about any of these things, but I'm just saying this for people who don't plead the blood of Jesus for their own health and safety. But if it's 99.9% survivable, then who cares? I mean, why, why would you ever get vaccinated against the virus when it's 99.9% survivable? And, and I've said this many times. 
This latest, this is all Omicron variants, BA286, it was BA4, BA5. Now, for some reason, there's no BA6 or BA7. They got to go BA286. You know, it's got to be something stupid, something they try to get people's attention by calling it Omicron, Delta, and all the various different. I'm surprised they haven't come out with the pterodactyl variant or whatever it may be. But this Omicron variant is the least by far virulent variant. There's nothing to it. Now, more people have died of Omicron than both Delta and Alpha because they're all, they all have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which, by the way, that was that last video. I probably should have saved it for the, for the main show instead of the pregame. It was that second-to-last video that I showed where the, the latest studies... But By the way, this is CDC. This is CDC statistical data. Now, you can't, of course, trust the CDC, but I'm just telling you, Whatever the CDC tells you, it's way worse than what they're saying or way better than what they're saying. It's one of the, it's one of the two. All right, but, oh, you got it right there? There you go. Oh, man, you are the best. Seriously, the best. Best producer on the planet. Uh, risk assessment summary for SARS-CoV-2. Uh, and I want to sub, sub neonage. I don't even know what that means. So down at the bottom, BA286 BA may be more I can't read capable. that. Capable of causing yeah. infection in people who have previously had COVID nineteen or have received COVID nine or or have received COVID nineteen vaccines. Now leave this up for me just there, just a second here. Yeah. Here's the thing with that. I want everybody to understand the propaganda in that line, that bottom line. You probably aren't gonna, aren't able to read it. I'm just reading it to you. That the latest variant BA two eighty six may be more uh, capable of causing infection. So let's just break, break it down. Maybe more infectious. Right. More infectious in people who have who have previously had COVID-19. That is a lie. That's the propaganda unless they previously had COVID-19 and are vaccinated. Yeah. Those of us who have just had COVID-19, I believe that I had it. I don't know if I had it or not. I was nauseated for 17 straight days. I don't know if it was COVID-19 or not. Had no problem with anything else. Nauseated for 17 days. Didn't feel good. I mean, I had problems with other things. Nauseated, weakness, whatever. But anyway, that was the deal. So that's all a lie. Unless you are vaccinated and previous had infection, which, by the way, is the worst possible thing you could ever do, was to get natural immunity and then absolutely destroy it <laughs> yeah. with vaccine immunity, which is not immunity at all. I can't get my there, vaccine immunity. I'm only got half a screen. There we go. So that I want everybody to understand that they're putting that in there and understand that it's propagandist Goebbels, Pravda media lying, because they 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 have no. Statistical data whatsoever. Here I am. It's not 8:43. I'm already way into this. I'm afraid that if I, I should never start with COVID. I should never start with it. Correct. Because I don't know if I'll ever get and just say correct. I, because I, I, I don't know if I'll get. Any, I don't know if I'll get to all my rest of the stuff. I got a whole Biden uh, expose here as usual for everybody and the myriad of topics. But we'll get to it. We will get to it. But you need to understand that this is all propaganda. I guarantee you. Because they have no statistical data that, that says anything about those of us with natural immunity being in any way, shape, or form less infectious more infe- or more, uh, being, uh, being more likely to get it or, more, or less likely to get it. So there's, there, there, there's no information at all because they don't care about the, those of us who are naturally immune. So there's no studies. that They've ignored natural immunity. So this right here is bold-faced lying. Since they've, they've ignored natural immunity, they have no idea whether we're more likely to get infected or not, which, by the way, we are not because the, the only studies that were done on, on COVID, no, it's not COVID-19, SARS-CoV, SARS, SARS-CoV-2, 
The only studies that were done in SARS-CoV-2 SARS-CoV natural immunity is zero. SARS-CoV-1, there was a study on natural immunity, and it showed that that, that immunity was still in place in 2020. SARS-CoV-2 came out in the early 2000s. At least 17 years later, people were still immune. That's how strong that natural immunity is. And I, and I may have gotten, go. I don't again, I don't know what it was. Back in 2020, early 2021, February of 2021, which may sound to you hypocritical because I just said whatever I bind is bound. Listen, I'm always trying to gain in belief and cast down unbelief. Not all was just unbelief. So that's the Bible, by the way. That's Matthew 17, Mark chapter 9. I could go on, but I won't do that. For those of you that aren't biblical Christians out there that want to believe some other form of Christianity, which opens the door for you to be a victim of the globalist, by the way, stick with the Bible, always stick with the Bible. So this, understand what they're admitting things here that are huge, but they're, they're, they're using a measure of camouflage by trying to lump us in with them, those of us who have pre been previously infected with COVID. The only people that are in danger of BA-286 being of substantive harm to them are those who are 80 and above with mass comorbidities, just like they would be in trouble with possibly a common cold or even possibly the flu. So this is all just camouflage lies. So you have to see the forest for the trees. What the CDC is admitting right now, I've got to get all the new names of all the people because uh, Rochelle Walensky's not in charge of the CDC anymore. Uh, Anthony Fauci's no longer in charge of NIAID anymore. Got to get their names memorized. Don't have them memorized yet. I put out the, the video of the person that took Anthony Fauci's spot and she's worse than he is. If, or, or, um, you never know. If she may just be a globalist pawn or he's a globalist rook, but who knows? So the, the, what, the forest for the trees here is you are more likely, get this now, here you have Kareem Jean-Pierre played the video on the pregame, Joe Biden, all of them pimping and whoring the, the new vaccines that have come out. So as everybody's pimping and whoring, everybody on the left, and just always notice the very same people that are saying that fires are spontaneously combusting all around the world because we're over 90 degrees in Texas, which we always are. The very same people that are saying that climate change is causing spontaneous combustion around the globe, where, you know, the Spain fire, you had the Greece fire, you had the Ottawa fire. Joe Biden came out today and said that all those fires were caused by climate change. Um, they've all, all pre that statement, all, that claim is completely and totally debunked because all those fires, they've arrested the arsonists. Joe Biden puts out a video either yesterday or today saying that all those fires there, Aaron just put up the new leader for the CDC is uh, Mandy Cohen, NIH, Lawrence Tabak, and NIAID is, is Jeannie or Jean Marazzo. Keep that form, Aaron, somewhere so I can get that memorized. Will do. But Joe Biden puts out a statement talking about how the Maui fires are caused by climate change. And he says there's fires going on all around the world. Spain, arsonist. Greece, arsonist. Ottawa arsonists. They've already arrested the arsonists. Oops. And he puts out a statement post arrest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, and there's there's people, whether it's Medina, Medina San, Jake Tapper, uh, who, you know, a myriad of other liberal pundits, Brooklyn Dad, the Krasensteins, Keith Oberman, and they'll still put it out there. They'll still say that these fires are spontaneously combusting all around the globe because of climate change. After the arsonists were arrested, you're like, how could that be, Tom? Because that is the state of affairs that we are in. And it was all exposed because all of the Christians, not the 528 people that are on with me right now, 
We, we, I'm preaching the choir. You are the choir. But because all the Christians bowed to the narrative, closed down their churches, all the COVID-caving conservatives bowed, put on their masks, dutifully took their vaccines, opened the door for such galactic stupidity to be preached and believed. Because, I mean, how stupid do you have to be to put on a mask for a viral infection? How stupid do you have to be to lock yourself in a home where 76% of all COVID cases are caught? How stupid do you have to be to lock down beaches during a viral infection when sunlight and zinc are a great uh, preventer of getting, of getting a viral infection? Uh, prophylactic is the real word for it, as well as ivermectin, of course, and hydroxychloroquine, monoclotherapies, all of which were greatly, greatly subjugated, that were, that were greatly held down by the Biden administration, including monoclonal, ther- uh, monoclonal therapies. After they started to work great in the state of Florida, Joe Biden rationed them. And how it always works is, in Florida, everybody gets sick in the summer because everybody's inside in the summer. So you have your COVID outbreak in the summer. Up, in, up north, you have your COVID outbreak in the winter because everybody is, gets sick, everybody's inside in the winter. So what did Joe Biden do? During the summer took all the monoclonal therapies and sent them up north. Yep. Why? Just to stick it to DeSantis. And it was his own constituency that was dying in Dade County because they're already vaxxed. They already have antibody dependent insulin syndrome and can't fight off the latest variant. All right, so let me dive into this. Here is, here is a never forget video. Understand how the lie started. I want to give you this matter of failure video. The COVID lie that started it all. Play for me, Will. A new warning from the World Health Organization. The death rate from the coronavirus is rising. 3.4% is higher. Twice as deadly as previous estimates. 3.4% state of emergency. emergency. Well, I think the 3.4% is really a false number. Based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this, I think the number is way under 1%. So to fact check, the World Health Organization says the coronavirus death rate is 3.4%. President Trump lies that the World Health Organization is wrong. The number is 3.4%. 3.4% is what it's being reported around the world. Making it deadlier. So much death. The death rate. The percentage is 3.4%. And no hunch from the president can change that. Trump lied about the most recent World Health Organization estimate that the global death rate of coronavirus is 3.4%. 3.4%. The 3.4% death rate was wrong, and WHO data later updated it to a fraction of 1%. Let's go back into history. Trump has a hunch that the death rate is lower than 1%. Way under 1%. Way under 1%. <laughs> someone put a mozzarella stick in this stupid hole? Trump lied to viewers about the mortality rate. Way under 1%. False information. He's spreading disinformation. Misinformation and dangerous. dangerous disinformation. If you're president of the United States, you have the world's greatest scientists at your disposal. You listen to them. Leading scientists, including Dr. Fauci, wrote in the New England Journal of Medicine that the death rate could be considerably less than 1% way under one percent why are you going on national television and contradicting experts based on a hunch his fake hunch with some fake math the president somehow thinks it could be lower than one percent based on nothing based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this outright lies contradicting health officials on fatality rates it's not a time for donald trump to be calling into cable shows it's a time for the cdc what is cdc's best estimate of the fatality rate somewhere between half a percent and one percent to a fraction of one percent the president 
president is spreading false information. Information discarding what the health professionals are saying. Outright bogus information. Science is not based on hunches. A hunch yeah. about what he thinks is going on. Instead of trusting information from doctors and scientists. He has a hunch. 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 A hunch. It's not a time for Donald Trump's hunches. It's a time for science. It's a time for doctors. Welcome Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. Uh, my hypothesis. My hunch. Was it likely to be less deadly than the Wild Health Organization was saying. 3.4%. There's no way that was true. Really uh, false numbers. This is why I ran the study in April of 2020. And what did you discover? The infection fatality rate was 0.2%. Way under 1%. Trump continues to contradict and downplay all things coronavirus. The president appearing to contradict medical experts on the mortality rate of the virus. Personally, I would say the number is way under 1%. Later on CNN. Our estimates are probably pretty inflated. Very high because the easy cases, they don't report to doctors or the hospital in many cases. So initially, WHO released uh, estimates of 3.4%. Really uh, false numbers. The true infection fatality rate is likely to be far, far less. Way under 1%. It could be in the range of a seasonal influenza. A fraction of 1%. This is just my hunch. He is spreading misinformation and disinformation. You can even call it information. An outbreak of sketchy information coming from the president. He's using a hunch instead of listening to the global authority on public health. A hunch. There's a lot to be concerned about. His hunch. A hunch. Hunches. Just my hunch. His hunch. His hunch. My hunch. Based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people, that's not what you want for the American people. A hunch. Uh, I think, in retrospect, those quotes are going to look even more damning. Sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. The pandemic... All right, so there you go. I just wanted to show you that because it just I, put, I wrote the list down. So the people that were lying the entire time, absolutely bold-faced lying, just propagandists. I mean, literally, again, like you hear me say all the time on this podcast, if you're going to have a Hitler, you have to have a Goebbels. You have to have a Goebbels. This is Goebbels. This is who these people are. Any, I can't believe that any Christian would ever believe anything that comes from the World Health Organization. I honestly can't believe that any Christian or any conservative would ever believe one thing. I mean absolutely one thing. Not one thing that comes out of the World Health Organization, but, but most Christians did. They were saying that this thing had a 3.4% mortality rate. Immediately, the Axe Force Lionitis study came out out of Stanford. That's Bataceria right there. He may be quoting that or he may be quoting his own study, but he's also a Stanford scientist and doctor. I was quoting Axe Force Lionitis, I believe in April. Yeah. April of, of 2020, maybe May of 2020. They came out right away and they put it out there. And you've heard me, if you watch this podcast all the time, I, I apologize for the redundancy, but it was very, I mean, it was very, very plain and very simple to understand. Zero to 19, 99.997% post infection survival rate. 19 to 50, 99.98 survival rate. As Bataceria says right there, 0.2% death rate. Exactly the same as the flu. And even when you're over from 50 to 70, 99.4% survival rate. Do you see anything there? That What would that be? 3.4, so would that be uh, 96.4? 6% survival rate. Did you see that at all? 96.6% survival rate? No. No way. No way. It was way higher than that. I mean, it's absolute lies, but World, World, World Health Organization pimped and hoard it. They did it. CNN did it. MSNBC did it. ABC did it. CBS did it. 
Anderson Cooper did it. Stelter did it. Kimmel did it. Colbert did it. Morning Mika and Joe did it. Chris Cuomo did it. They all were bull-faced liars. All whoring that lie. And all admit, if you take like, you use like Chrissy Como, he gets caught, he gets nearly evicted from his apartment complex, his multi million dollar, probably condo, not apartment complex, in New York because he refused to file mask regulations while he's whoring masks on his show every night. Why any Christian would ever fall for one thing any of these idiots say is beyond me. It really is. It's absolutely beyond me. All right, let's go to the next one. Will, where am I at? Kenicoa? All right, so now here's something. I've been saying this now, again, since, and I don't ever want to say March of 2020. It's when we launched the podcast. But it's either April of 2020 or late March of 20. I don't, I don't know. But I've been telling you about the death certificate thing now for three plus years. Yeah. They had the exact same death certificate protocol for, from 2003 to when? When was it suddenly changed? I mean, it's weird. I mean, I wonder if we could just pull a month out of all of time and space. When did it suddenly change? It's just like excess death rates. Where you have, if you have a 10% increase in excess deaths, that's a one in 200 year event. And suddenly, in January of 21, yeah. it all started. We started to have excess death rates in excess of 10%. That's weird, isn't it? Well, suddenly, after 17 straight years, Bush administration, Obama administration, and Trump administration. By, by the way, remember, Bush and Obama are both two-termers, and then into the Trump administration. You had the death certificate was the exact same way for 17 years. And then suddenly, they flipped line one and two. I'll let Dr. Scott Jensen explain it to you. Can it go the great video? Play for me, Will. I received an email from the Department of Health with a link to the CDC advising me as a physician that they were going to adjust the way death certificates were completed. What did adjust death certificates mean? They said in this document, if you think that COVID-19 was a contributing condition, you can put it down as a cause of death. And I said, no. There's a box two on a death certificate called contributing conditions. That's where you put contributing conditions. If it's emphysema, if it's asthma, influenza, we put it in the contributing conditions box. We were being told with this disease, we could put it as a cause of death. Weird, isn't it? I mean, why would you put COVID as a cause of death when a person's got stage four lung cancer and is in hospice? That's exactly what was going on. We documented here in the state of Florida where a guy was struck by lightning and they put it down as a COVID death. Yeah. We documented where a guy was decapitated in a motorcycle accident, I believe in the state of Washington, and they put that down as a COVID death. Yep. Because you know, yeah, all you had to do was, and it's so, I mean, again, I, I don't want to spend all night on this. I don't, but I can't help it. <laughs> if it drives down the viewership, it drives down the viewership, but I can't help it. All they did was, and, they, and by the way, this was in Scott Jensen's own home state of Minnesota. They actually caught, they were forcing ambulance drivers post-vehicular homicide deaths, people dying in car crashes, taking their dead bodies and PCR testing them. And if they were caught, if they had, if they were positive for COVID-19, they put down people who died in vehicle crashes as COVID-19 deaths. And we played the health director from the state of Minnesota. 
She said that's exactly what they're doing. If COVID is in any way, shape, or form attributed to the person, she was act- she actually stated this point blank herself. I'll have, to, I'll have to play the video again. Point blank herself said that if a person has stage four lung cancer and tests positive for COVID they- and dies, that person will be attributed as a COVID death. Absolute fact. That's exactly what she said and exactly what they were doing. And again, PCR tests are 97% wrong because you're not supposed to spin your genetic material more than 30 times and they were spinning it 40 times. So basically, they were you were testing positive for any coronavirus that you've ever had. Mm-hmm. And a common cold is the coronavirus. And plus, who's to say that anything's positive anyway unless you know what you're looking at? Unless you are a trusted medical professional and none of these people are trustable. Are tr- that's not really a word. Trustworthy, that's the word. So again, what they did was they actually, you see them, this was a CDC contacting a practicing physician saying, you know what? Switch line one and two. That's what I've been saying for three years. Switch line one and two. Line number one is cause of death. Line number two is contributions to the cause of death, contributing factors to the cause of death, i.e. somebody that has stage four pancreatic cancer and they catch the flu and they die a week earlier than they were supposed to die. I'm not trying to be callous to anybody. I'm just telling you this is how it works. Contributing factor would be the flu. Cause of death is pancreatic cancer. So now, but they flipped those lines. Now, if COVID-19 was in any way, shape, or form involved, whether you got an anal swab in China or anywhere that said you had COVID, if you had stage four lung cancer, whatever it may be, COVID was put to the front of the line. If you tested positive for COVID and you died a week later, that's why they're making sure they were testing everybody. They switched line one and two and made contributing factor cause of death. That's what they did. You, 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 I mean, anybody who believes, and I still hear people on Capitol Hill, I hear Rand Paul say it. I, I hear, I'm trying to think of some of the other people, some of the, my favorite people say all the time, more than, more than a million Americans died of COVID-19. That's not true. Yeah. It's not remotely true. It's, it's 50 to 80,000 people died of the flu or COVID-19 or something because we went from 138 million cases of flu to 1,800 in a year. How anybody doesn't wake up yeah. with that statistical data is beyond me. Is, is absolutely, be, I don't care how ardent a liberal you are. You, you can believe in climate change all you want. And this, you know, let me, I'll address it the other way. What really absolutely blows my mind is all of the Christians and conservatives who are like, you know what? That transgender crap, man, that's just a whole pile of lies and garbage, right? You know, that cl- climate, that all that climate change stuff is just a pure hoax. They're never getting my guns out of my cold, dead hands. They'll say, oh, I'm not going to fall for that CBDC. I'm not falling for social credit systems. I'm not putting a mark on my right hand on my, on my forehead. And then the very people that pimp and whore those, those ideals, the very people that are pimping climate change, pimping, pimping CDC, social credit systems, transgender ideology, all the climate hoax garbage, those very same people are the ones who are pimping COVID and all of the people that hate all those ideologies jumped right on board. How do you hate climate change and all those lies? Because climate change is a complete hoax. How do you say that's a hoax and then the climate change hoaxer tells you to put a mask on and you do it? 
How do you hate abortion as a Christian and then the abortionist tells you to take five vaccines and a fifth bivalent booster and you do it? How is that even remotely possible? How are you an ardent defender out of my cold, dead hands, Second Amendment person, ardent defender of the Second Amendment, and then the gun-grabbing socialist tells you to lock down and you do it? It's beyond me. And they're coming again with their EVs, their smart cities, their 15-minute cities, and a myriad of other things. But if I keep talking about it, I'm not going to get to the next slide. Daily Daily Mail slide. Daily Mail pick. Mass study published by NIH suggests here, notice the date on the bottom, August 27th, this year, N95 COVID masks. And let me, I'll just address my pet peeve before I read it it any further. A lot of political pundits out there, even the ones that I love, will say they'll they'll attack the cloth masks, they'll they'll attack the surgical masks, but they won't touch the high and mighty, the all-powerful N95. N95s, are just as useless. Yep. Just as useless against, again, an N95, which I've said this over the last three and a half years, N95 starts blocking particles that are three times the size of a COVID particle. So you think they're going to stop you from getting COVID? They stop you getting COVID as much as they stop a mosquito from going through a chain link fence. They don't stop anything. That's literally, that is absolutely correct, by the way. Mass study published by the NIH. So they're, 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 destroying themselves. But the same NIH will then come out and tell you to wear a mask. Suggest that N95 COVID masks may expose wearers to dangerous levels of toxic compounds linked to seizures and cancer. Oh, that's strange, isn't it? What are we seeing everybody dying of right now? Or dropping dead from, or, or just dropping you know, off of video screens or whatever it may be. Uh, seizures and tur- turbo cancers. Yep. So you mix in not getting proper oxygenation. You mix in a mask that it's not very well uh, perforated, so you can't breathe. So, and again, this is something that I've said for years. This is deep, theological, and scientific. What you're, what you're exhaling, what you're supposed to exhale, is supposed to be exhaled. Not breathe into a mask and rebreathe. It's supposed to go away from you. It's called exhaling. So there, there is not one positive thing about, about N95s. And I put this out now for years. I've shown these graphs, right, namely from Ian Miller. People who hide, countries or areas that utilized uh, N95s or mandated N95s have higher COVID rates, higher COVID deaths, and higher COVID hospitalizations than, people weren't, than, weren't, than, than areas that weren't masked at all. Yep. Makes absolutely no sense. And now the studies are coming out. See, it's not over because even the NIH is posting this stuff now because it's butt cover time. Because here's the thing, you're gonna see more of these studies come out, more of these quote unquote studies come out because they are afraid that Donald Trump is gonna be elected president in November of 2024 and take the reins of the presidency in January of 2025. That's what they're scared of. So they're trying to get ahead of it now by saying, look, we were honest with you the whole time. No, you lied for three and a half years you made it so people couldn't enter buildings, enter stores, buy groceries, visit a doctor, visit their relatives for three and a half years without a mask on. And now you're going to put out these post-mandate studies and say that's what you believe the whole time. They must forget that we have the Facebook posts, we have the tweets, and we have the videos. 
Some people need to go to prison. Some people need to lose their retirements. Some people need to be sued into oblivion. All right, next one. The Vigilant Fox video. Systematic review finds, it's Peter McAuliffe talking, 74%, remember that number, 74% of COVID vaccine autopsy deaths were caused by the vaccine. 74%. Play for me, Will. Mortality is up in every single population across the globe. Record mortality of every type. The question on the table is, the next person who dies unexpectedly, with no antecedent disease, a complete surprise to the patient's family, I can tell you that I have now published the largest autopsy study ever in that circumstance where someone dies and they undergo an autopsy, and the answer is 73.9% of the time it's directly due to the vaccine if they've taken it. The next athlete who has a cardiac arrest, the next actor or actress that has a stroke, or the next loved one that suddenly develops a heart attack or a cardiac problem out of the blue, it is likely due to the vaccine. And therefore, it's potentially preventable if we employ this detoxification program. I recognize it's empiric. I recognize we don't have the full strength of randomized trials, but we don't have time because pe people are losing their lives. So the studies are coming out. It's just like I said now, system, sy systematic review finds that 74% of COVID vaccine autopsy deaths, in other words, 75% of the people dying who were vaccinated died of the vaccine. Does everybody get that? 74% of people who are dying that were vaccinated right now, they're dying of the vaccine. Listen, these numbers, listen, there's studies coming out from various sources. The, the excess death rates around the world, they're popping into my head right now, where they are and what the numbers are. Whether it's Edward Dowd, well, there's Peter McCullough. Peter McCullough puts the excess deaths in America at around 600 and six, between six and 700,000 people will die of the vaccine. Edward Dow puts it over 800,000. Excess deaths in certain cohorts of the United States range from 23% to over to 32%. That's excess deaths. That's 23% above average at minimum. At minimum, that's the 25 to 44, I believe, cohort. That those that and that they're finding out about those quicker because those are people that are filing for disabilities and insurance claims because it's coming from the Society of Actuaries, which is life insurance companies reporting their numbers. That's the United, and every every single first world heavily vaccinated country are reporting double digit excess death rates. Germany. England, I, I, I don't have the, all those numbers memorized. I should have written them down in a long list. That's what I should have done. Because I can tell you that they are high. They're all somewhere between 16 and 30%. That's where they are. Some may be a little bit lower, so we'll just say 12 to 30%. But they are extremely high. Extremely high. And that's the truth. And you just need to remember these numbers. This is, this is irrefutable data right here that you just do a systematic review of people that have died that are vaccinated, 74% of them died of vaccine-related injuries 
or vaccine-related illnesses. All right, go to the next one for me, Will. Uh, Craig M. Wax tweet. Follow the money. Largest organization of OBGYNs in America accepted $11 million from the Health and Human Services, Javier Bacaria, that's a Bashera, to promote COVID-19 vaccines to pregnant women. You get that? 11, remember you, you had Rochelle Walensky come out and say it's safe and effective for pregnant women, even though she had the Pfizer uh, developmental vaccine data in her hand, she had the Pfizer uh, vaccine trial data in her hand, which said 28 out of 32 women miscarried in the, va- in the Pfizer vaccine trials, 12, 1,233 people died in one year in the vaccine trial. That's before they ever, that's safe and effective. 1,233 people died in the Pfizer vaccine trials. She had the Pfizer vaccine trial developmental data in her hand and said that it was safe and effective for pregnant women, knowing that 28 out of 32 women miscarried in the Pfizer trial. And then the doctors themselves, the OBGYNs, a large conglomeration of OBGYNs, large organization in America, accepted $11 million to whore the propaganda and bold-faced homicidal lie that this is safe and effective. For pregnant women. These people, now that's, listen, if you did that, you need to be tried for homicide. Absolutely. Yeah. As these women's, I can't remember, placenta, that's the word, as their placentas calcify from the vaccine, that's on you. As you see, it's not just, by the way, they're getting the best of both worlds. And I know you've heard this before, but all these globalists are getting the best of both worlds because the sperm count in men. It's dropping exponentially around the globe because they're all six, six billion people are vaccinated, allegedly. So you have the sperm count of men going down. Birth rates are going there. I'm trying to remember the countries because so many of them popped in my head. But Sweden has the lowest birth rate in I don't know how many years. America has the lowest birth rate in I don't know how many years. And it's not, I believe it's Great Britain too, but I don't remember. Simultaneously with that, so while you're having nobody, just for ease of conversation, while you're having nobody being born, a lot more people are dying. That sounds like a goal of somebody I know. Mm-hmm. One of them's Kamala Harris, who just said it the other day, but Billy Gates being the other one, and Klaus Schwab, and all the rest of the globalist bourgeois leftist elitists. So you have sperm counts going down, so men can't produce babies. You have women's reproductive systems and uh, their periods and all the you know their various feminine issues that they're having from the vaccines. That lowers the birth rate. Low sperm counts lowers the, lowers the birth rate simultaneously they're not happy people are they're they're it's just a flat out low birth rate anyway coupled with high excess mortality Hmm. perfect yeah absolutely perfect and no abortion clinic ever shut down there was never there was never ever a slowdown of abortions still 41.2 million abortions per year worldwide u.n statistics so it's probably twice that many and that's without new york and california reporting just so you know All right, Dr. Ray video. We are approaching an inflection point. Listen to the inflection point. Play for me, Will. We are approaching an inflection point where more people will have died of the vaccine than they will have of COVID-19. Remember former President Trump said, let's not make the cure worse than the disease. I can tell you, as a doctor watching this now for three and a half years, being as active as I can in practice and research and as a public figure, the cure is worse than the disease. 
It is worse than the disease. If you're using true numbers instead of the false inflated numbers like a million Americans, I think they got it at 1.2, 1.1 million Americans died of COVID-19. Absolute falsehood, absolute lies, because as earlier stated, the death certificate, line one, line two exchange. But if you actually use real numbers, it's not remotely close. Peter McAuliffe is sweeter than I am, but I'm telling you because, again, the World Health Organization, being the experts that they are, put the, I, I say that in air quotes, put the COVID death uh, numbers, the people have died of COVID globally at five to 18 million. They can't get it within 13 million. Those are the experts. Very accurate. They, they're, they're super, <laughs> they, they, talk about statistical accuracy. <laughs> wow, you, hey, wow, you got it within 13 million. Great, great job, Gabriasis. Great, freaking, freaking great job, Tetros. <laughs> you got it within, he's a galactic idiot. He's a Cambodian terrorist running the World Health Organization who's not a doctor. He may have stuck some false PhD in front of his name, but he's not a doctor. So you have Peter McCullough saying we're reaching this inflection point. Inflection point where more people have died of the vaccine than COVID. That's long since passed. He's nicer than I am. He's waiting for more empirical data. I'm just telling you that that's long since passed. And if you don't even know within 13 million how many people have died of COVID-19, then how would you remotely know who's died of what more? It's just like Rochelle Walensky. Remember, I've said this probably 10 times now. She's testifying on the congressional floor. She's saying, we never knew who, people coming into hospitals, we never knew who was vaccinated and who was not coming into hospitals. But yet she, one year before, two years before, two and a half years before, during her reign of terror as a CDC director, was saying the hospitals were being overrun with the unvaccinated. So was Joe Biden. So was Kamala Harris. So is Francis Collins. So is Anthony Fauci saying the hospitals are being run, overrun by the unvaccinated. They never tested to see who was vaccinated and who was unvaccinated coming into the hospitals. Yeah. See who these people are? And the Christians all believe Anthony Fauci. I know the 685 people that are on this right now. I didn't believe them. I'm just telling you that a lot of people did. And then the problem is, is a lot of these pastors and a lot of these political leaders and even great political pundits that I enjoy watching have never come out and said they were wrong. Why can't you be broken and contrite enough to say, I was wrong. I never should have told you to mask. I never should have told you to six, stand six feet apart. I never should have set up, set up 40 alcohol gel stations. I never should have had you sit in COVID clumps. And worst of all, I never should have pimped and hoard vaccines from the pulpit. I never should have said that vaccines are a gift from heaven. I never should have been praying for a vaccine. Yeah. Why can't you say that? Why can't you humble yourself? Because the very people who are following you do not know what's right or wrong until you tell them, unless they did their own research. And again, I'm speaking to the choir because everyone who watches my podcast does their own research. All right, here's another one, Newsmax tweet. Just wanted to tell you where all the COVID money went. And this is my last COVID slide here. So we'll still have a solid 40 minutes of non-COVID if I get past this in the next minute. Which is highly unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Boats and jewelry, Newsmax tweet, boats, boats and jewelry are among expenses approved by FEMA. <laughs> <sighs> that's the same FEMA that responded to Maui. I just want to put that out there. Five-star hotel. Yeah, five, oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Four seasons. Staying at the five-star Maui. Four seasons. Four seasons. Yeah. I knew Aaron. See, Aaron remembers everything. Aaron should do the podcast. He remembers everything. Seriously. Five-star Maui, four seasons. They're, all, they're staying there. <laughs> For a thousand bucks a night, 
<laughs> taking a CRT class, a three-hour CRT class or DEI class, diversity, equity, and inclusion class. Yeah. They're so instead of being out there cleaning up the mess or giving water bottles to people, they're sitting in the Maui four-star, uh, Maui five-star Four Seasons Resort, <laughs> taking a DEI course on their laptop computers. That's an absolute fact, by the way. Absolute fact. It's document. How do you know that's an absolute fact? Because I used to have to take those courses as a police officer. How do you take those courses? I got two computer people in the room right now. Yep. And Aaron and Will. Tech people. Tech people. Tech people. There they are. Right there. They did it. Okay. So I would be like, I would take these classes. And you guys leave yourself on for just a second. So how it would go is I'd be in my police car. Yeah. And you would log on. All the tech people have a record of you taking it oh, yeah. time and date. 100%. Then then they check off that you took the class. Yep. And you take your little test and you pass fail and you take and that's it, right? Yeah. So that's what we do. So that's good. So I just wanted them to nod their heads so you knew that I knew what I was talking about. So all of these FEMA people, I knew I wouldn't get it past this in one minute. <laughs> all these people, these 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 FEMA uh, officials, if you want to call them that, FEMA butt-kissing morons. All just globalist hacks, leftist bourgeois elitist hacks. That's all the FEMA, by the way. They're sitting in the five-star uh, Maui resort in the, in the Four Seasons, sitting there logging on during their work hours. While they should be out there cleaning up a disaster, they're taking DEI courses. Absolute fact. It was on Jesse Waters on Fox News. So, but none of this. So that's FEMA for you. And FEMA during the pandemic, during the epicenter of the pandemic, uh, we're being overrun. FEMA was approving jewelry and boats oh as COVID. Explain that to me. Explain how that could ever happen. Explain to me how you can switch line one and line two on a death certificate after 17 years. Explain to me how you don't know whether it's 5 million people or 18 million people have died of COVID-19. And you're an expert. This is why I'm just telling you, and again, 719 people are on now. I know, the, no, I know to whom I'm preaching. I'm preaching to the choir for the most part, but there may be a few vulnerable people that are watching right now. These are your taskmasters. These are your puppet masters. Don't let them shoot their hand up your anal puppet shoot and tell you what to do again. Yeah. I don't, listen, I have a virgin anus. <laughs> Exit only. <laughs> Exit only, baby. That's Aaron. Do credit where credit is due. Because I haven't had one of these globalists shove their hand up my anal puppet chute. If you have, you need to make sure that you get that bad boy tightened up. And don't let him do it again. Understand who these people are. While they're telling you to mask, lock down, and crushing your business, crushing your church. They're approving expensive expenses for their globalist buddies for boats and jewelry. Understand it. That's who these people are. It is God versus the devil. It is evil versus righteousness, not Republican versus Democrat. Understand that. Yes, Democrats are more evil, though. Let me just make that clear. All right, let's move on. Let's get to the uh, Biden expose. Again, whenever I do all things Biden, if it's bad enough, I, I, I shift it into Biden DOJ, Biden State Department, uh, Biden Ukraine, Biden border. But I'm just, I just merged it all together tonight for, with various stories. So let me launch with Jesse Waters. The National Archives, now we already put out that the National Archives, we did this on Tuesday, has 5,400, I say again, 5,000. 400 emails of Joe Biden using pseudonyms. These are not Secret Service pseudonyms. 
Like, you know, the Eagles landed or something like that. These are ones that he made up out of thin air. Stingray 67, uh, Robert L. Peters. Um, what's, Aaron will remember some of the other ones, but whatever. Something, J.R.B. Ware. Yeah, yep. You know, what you have to think about how stupid you're gonna, you, you are. You're using a pseudonym. You're trying to hide these emails, and you put your four initials on there. Joseph Robin at Biden Ware. How stupid are you? Well, it's Joe Biden. He's never been smart. Just understand that people that talk about his impairment or whatever, and listen, I mean, people all over Mitch McConnell and his impairment. I'm not going to show that video of Mitch McConnell. That's just mean. I'm not going to do it. All right. But Joe Biden has always been stupid. Listen, you got to watch Dan Bongino sometimes. Watch, watch great podcasts. I watch Bongino. The podcasts that I watch are Bongino and Steve Bannon, uh, uh, War Room with Steve Bannon. And of course, Alex Jones, too. I watch Alex Jones, too. But I'm telling you, um, you got to watch it because Dan Bongino can come back and tell you what Secret Service people thought of Joe Biden. So Joe Biden, who used to go out buck naked <laughs> there it is, <laughs> and make sure that he swam in front of female Secret Service agents. Ugh. It's an absolute fact. The same guy showering with his 12-year-old daughter. Who showers with your 12-year-old daughter? What a creep. Who does it? Who showers with anybody beyond your infant at the beach? You know, your little one-year-old at the beach. Who, who does that? That's, Joe Biden's always been an ignoramus pervert. Always. That's who he is. So we already knew about the 5,400 emails, but now NARA, the National Archives, is stonewalling the release. They're in on it with the Bidens. I'll let Jesse Waters explain. Play it for me. The National Archives has just admitted that they have in their possession over 5,000 emails tied to Joe Biden's alias email accounts. Joe Biden, as vice president, used three different aliases. Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, J.R.B. Ware. None of these are Biden's Secret Service code names. These are secret email accounts that Joe Biden was using to exchange covert messages with Hunter Biden, other Biden family members, friends, and staffers. And the persnickety librarians at the archives who were salivating to see Trump in prison over a paperwork dispute are stonewalling the release of over 5,000 secret Biden emails. They're saying sorting through the secret emails will take years. The National Archives, they have 3,000 employees. It takes less than 15 seconds to read an email, so you do the math, another cover-up. And Joe Biden's lawyers will have Sharpies and they get to redact what they consider private or privileged. Hunter, I'm flying to Ukraine tomorrow. Call me about the prosecutor we were talking about. Redacted. There's a good chance we won't see most of these emails for years, which is why House Republicans need to open an impeachment inquiry immediately. So how do we find out about these secret emails? The laptop, obviously. Here's one from a White House staffer to Robert L. Peters, Joe Biden, CCing Hunter, quote, boss, 8.45 a.m. prep for 9 a.m. phone call with Ukrainian President Poroshenko. Then we're off to Rhode Island for infrastructure event and then Wilmington for UDEL commencement. So why was White House staff CCing Hunter about Vice President Joe Biden's phone call with the Ukrainian president? Why would Hunter need to know that? The owners of Burisma were squeezing Hunter Biden to call Washington to get help. Along this same time period, uh, we found a pseudonym where he copied Hunter Biden, and uh, it would lead one to believe that this was Joe Biden's way of uh, copying Hunter Biden to say, okay, send it to the Burisma owners and tell them help is on the way. And five days later, Joe Biden flew to Ukraine to begin the process of firing the prosecutor. 
Hunter was also using his dad's secret email address to get his cronies government jobs. Here's one. Before you fill the position, please talk to me. McGrail very much wants to serve as detail for Treasury. Joe Biden's alias responds, call me right away. <laughs> Don't worry. The crony got the job. There could even be as many as six Biden alias email accounts. One of his personal favorites, 67 Stingray. You know the car that he almost lost in the kitchen fire that almost killed his cat? That one. And the same time Joe Biden was using secret e alias email accounts to talk business with Hunter, Joe Biden was flying Hunter to at least 15 other countries on Air Force Two. We paid for that. Countries where Hunter conducted business. What do you call secret flights, secret email addresses, burner phones, shell companies, offshore accounts, client dinners and phone calls, 150 suspicious activity reports, and $20 million of foreign money funneled into 10 different Biden family bank accounts? Will, we'll just answer that last in the last montage from Jesse Waters. What do you call all those things? Will says coincidence. Yeah, it's all coincidences, right? So here, here's the thing with this now. And I wanna, I'm going to shift this over to Aaron. Now, listen, because he's, he's a tech guy now. So if you are sending it, if you're sending it under the VP's email, yeah. it's encrypted, right? Correct. Naturally. Yep. You switch the name on it to Robert L. Peters or J.R.B. Ware or 67 Singray, what happens? Yeah, so if he's sending it from his uh, government email, whether he has his fake name or his real name, it's still encrypted. But when he sends it over to Hunter Biden, it's now officially uh, unencrypted. Oh, okay, got it. It's officially unencrypted. But with his fake names, he was probably using non-government emails. Right, that's what I think. Which no also way. means that it was unencrypted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, it, it just, it was unencrypted the whole time. I guarantee you, yeah. because he's not. The, nobody knew about this. Correct. He didn't. He didn't take this to. The, it's actually not the Secret Service. I, I can't remember. I got to find it because I brought it up a couple times, and I, I keep forgetting to look it up. But there is. And it, it, Dan Bongino talked about it on his podcast. The military is the one that white hats devices that makes sure that makes sure that your white that your devices are impenetrable that they cannot be hacked. You have to take your device. I can't remember the outfit of the military that does it, but it's part. It's the military does not even the Secret Service. The military does it. They're the ones that make sure they have to take your devices to them. They have to. They all have to be encrypted. They have to be impenetrable. They have to be registered. That's what made it so bad with Hillary Clinton. And when you, and Joe Biden's making up his own email, he didn't take that to the military and make sure that that was unhackable. Robert L. Peters, you think he honestly went to the military and said, hey guys, you know what? I'm going to use some pseudonyms, some fake freaking names so that I can CC my son whenever I talk to Poroshenko in Ukraine. You think he went and told the military that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So these were unencrypted from the moment they were sent. Then they went to Hunter. And he was CCing political figures and White House staffers. Totally unencrypted. Amazing. Truly, truly is amazing. Here's just an example. You saw this on the, on the video, but let me think about this. So, yeah, I mean, and this is something Aaron brought up, which I brought up a couple times too. There's no reason... There, there's absolutely no excuse. I'm trying to think of the, the, the proper verbiage. There's just nothing that's deep enough to, to encapsulate it all. But there's no reason for Joe Biden outside of committing crimes. Yeah. Outside of felonious purposes. What, what would be, explain, I would like any leftist to explain in detail why Joe Biden was using, using pseudonyms. Please explain it to me. <laughs> 
Please explain to me what non-nefarious, non-illegal purposes Joe Biden was using pseudonyms for. Please just explain to me. Give me a line-by-line explanation. Send it to me on Twitter. If you're watching this, send it, send, it, send it to me on Twitter. I'll see it. I'll read it. I'll laugh at it probably, but you can send it to me. <laughs> explain, explain, give me a reasonable explanation about why Joe Biden was using pseudonyms outside of for nefarious purposes, yeah. outside of trying to hide what he was doing. Come on, show, show, just tell me. Why would that be? The, the vice president of the United States, look at the date, May 26, 2016. The vice president of the United States was using the name Robert L. Peters. I mean, this is a first in the history. And let me just, the headline of the story is, the National Archives is stonewalling, stonewalling the release of these materials. Why? I thought it was the National Archives. You know, that's why, and I can't remember, it's like 4F or something like I can't remember. But that's why they're so terrified of Trump getting back in. And listen, I'm, I will be critical of Trump. I'm not a Trump sycophant. I've hammered Trump hard freaking core on COVID and on the vaccines. And he's still, still screwing up the vaccine stuff. It's just everybody else. DeSantis is running a horrible campaign. Everybody else is a globalist. I don't trust Vivek Ramaswamy because he was a leftist like 10 minutes ago. Yep. So I don't <laughs> trust him either. But, I mean, I hope he's legit. And I hope maybe he can make a political career. And the more he proves, the more I'll vote for him. Just repent. Yeah, oh yeah, just come out and say, I was a leftist. I was wrong. I wish you'd say that. That would be, be a real important move for him. But one of, the, one, of the, one of the reasons why you're seeing these studies come out now, why you have Rochelle Walensky doing a confessional to Congress that we never knew who was vaccinated coming in and out of hospitals. We never knew, even though we were falsely propagating and Goebbels lying to everybody by saying we're being overrun by the unvaccinated. The reason why you're seeing that is because Trump has a plan. Now, I'm voting for Trump. I love Trump, but I'm just saying I'm not a Trump sick of it. I don't, I don't treat Trump like he's infallible. If you're like that, don't do it. It's just a person. Treat the unfallible as the infallible, and that would be Yahweh, the Holy Ghost, and Jesus. That's it. Yep. Everybody else is fallible. But the reason why they're terrified of this, why all the deep state is terrified, and we need to understand the deep state is not a conspiracy theory. It's absolute fact. Everybody working for, again, ease of conversation, there's always exceptions to the rule. Remember, 98% of the voting population voted for Joe Biden in Washington, D.C. That's who's running the court. That's where Shutkin comes from. That's who's running the courts. There's no way to get a fair trial. I'm not going to dive into that. I'll spend the next three hours on it. But the reason why they're terrified is Trump's 4F plan or whatever it is. I can't remember what it is. You can look it up. You can Google it right now. Is they're going to come in, they're looking to fire 50,000 people basically day one. 50,000 people. Get rid of all of these deep state people, all the archives people. You're gone. Anybody fireable? Fired. Because this is why, because the National Archives refuses to release this information. Why? Because they're leftist, bourgeois, globalist elitists. Everybody in Washington, D.C. is, including most Republicans. So I don't have time to get into the, the synergistic tension example that I always tell you. But you look at you just look at why, why would the vice president of the United States be sending a message to a staffer named John Flynn, CCing Hunter Biden, prep for 9 a.m. phone call with Poroshenko, gets gets. Get CC'd to Hunter Biden based on Hunter Biden's expertise? In what? Smoking Parmesan cheese? And what, what's his expertise? Knocking up strippers? What, what exactly is his expertise? Tax evasion for knocking up strippers? Why would he be CC'd on this? There is no reasonable explanation for it. 
needs to be criminally tried, and so, so should Hunter. I don't care how old Joe is. I don't care how young, uh, how young Hunter is. I don't care how old Hunter is. I don't care about any of it. Needs to be criminally tried. Jack Smith needs to be criminally tried. Shutkin needs to be criminally tried. Fannie Willis needs to be criminally tried. They all do. Uh, Anthony Fauci needs to be criminally tried. Francis Collins, Deborah Burks needs to be criminally tried for all the deaths that they've caused, all the lies and the perjuries that, that they've committed. There's the other, here's another one for you. Here's the, pre- the vice president of the United States being sent an email from his son to Robin Ware. Tell, give me, come on, leftists. Give me a reasonable explanation about why this is occurring. Tell, go ahead, give it to me. Why would they be doing this outside of for nefarious illegal purposes? Go ahead, give it to me. Why? Why? Come on. Send it to me. Send it to me on Twitter. Before you fill the position, please talk to me. Jay McGrail wants to serve as detail FR Treasury. And then, of course, Robin Ware sends back a reply from Robin Ware. And look how stupid he is. Reference Johnny, call me right away. Dad. What an idiot. <laughs> Oops. Oops. It's like Dan Bongino says, it's a spy novel for idiots. And let me, we'll switch to this. And you think that it's just the Bidens? Go to the next one. Well, you can put it up. Penex uh, ammunition tweet says this. What does TLDR stand for, Darren? Do you know? I have no oh, idea. Sure. I have no idea. The Whitmer, we'll just don't worry about it. The Whitmer, the Whitmer administration is typing emails on certain topics in Greek. Characters in order to avoid FOIA requests. <laughs> it's it's all give, go ahead. All Whitmer wretched witless sycophants and supporters. Tell me the non-nefarious reason why she's doing that. Tell me, tell me what the non-illegal reasons why she's doing that. Please tell me. Tell, tell me what the, the good, solid character reasons for her doing that. That she's typing emails using Greek so that it avoids FOIA requests. I'm not, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid. Listen, they want to audit me, audit me. I don't care. You can audit me all you want. I'm not, I'm not avoiding any of these things. She's using, but the Democrats, and by the way, I don't see any Republicans doing this. Yeah. I'm a Republican. I love the Republican Party when the Republican Party is behaving itself. I'm not a Republican sycophant. But again, I don't see Republicans ever doing this. When is Trump ever doing this? Trump's got four different trials. Jack Smith, two. Fannie Willis, one. Alvin Bragg, another one. New York, Atlanta. Jack Smith, D.C. Jack Smith, Florida. When did Donald Trump ever do anything like this? Did Donald Trump, you know, send any, uh, you know, Emails to Eric Trump under Peter R. Roberts? <laughs> no. Not at all. And again, they're like, well, uh, the leftists say, uh, he had the boxes and boxes of classified information. No, he has 120 sheets of possible classified information, which makes up this much of a box. That's not an exaggeration. Absolute truth. Yep. That's what he's being tried for in Florida, the Mar-a-Lago case. 1-6 in Atlanta. The Alvin Bragg debacle in... Uh, in New York, and then the uh, no the, the one yeah one, well it's two one sixes one six in Atlanta and one six in uh, in D.C. Jack Smith in D.C. for one six Fannie Willis for one six and that it's yeah well it's not one six if Fannie Willis would be the the uh, election the election stuff which is all bogus too, but it just show me anytime Donald Trump did anything like the Bidens ever, ever, you can't nope. And again, if you're going to say that Donald Trump is classified documents, explain to me Joe Biden's 1,850 boxes of classified documents. They, some of which he stored at the Biden Center in Pennsylvania that was bought and paid for by the CCP. That's strange, isn't it? 
The CCP would be paying for the containment center, which is the Biden, which is the Biden Penn Center. $54 million that the CCP gave to Pennsylvania University, which built the Biden Penn Center. The CCP was building the storage container for Biden's uh, classified documents. And as a vice president, there's, as I said before, give me a reasonable explanation of why Joe Biden was sending emails under the name Robert L. Peters, CCing his son, scheduling appointments with Poroshenko in Ukraine. Give me the reasonable explanation for that. Give me the reasonable explanation why Joe Biden, as vice president, as the senator, was taking classified compartmented information out of skiffs and storing it next to 67 Stingray in his garage. (laughs) Yeah. There is nothing. No. So you're going to try Trump. Why isn't Biden already in federal prison? Donald Trump has the Presidential Record Act. And Record Act. Record Act. Presidential Records Act. There we go. He has that, which was etched in stone when you had uh, Judicial Watch sue the Obama administration. Etched in stone. The federal judge, Presidential Records, Records Act, basically says that when a pres- whatever a president leaves with is deemed to classify. That's just it. Barack Obama's sitting on 144,000 documents. How many does George W. Bush have? I don't know. Nobody cares because they're both bourgeois leftist globalist elitists. And Trump has to go down because he's going to expose the bourgeois leftist globalist elitist. All right, Jesse Waters video. video. Let's go. Let's, let's shift over to Maui. Hundreds are still missing in Maui, but Joe Biden continues to lie to the people of Hawaii. Play for me. Hundreds are still missing. Today, President Biden gave an update on recovery efforts and again compared the deadliest fire in modern American history to a small kitchen fire in his house that was put out in 20 minutes. It's really tough, really, really tough. I didn't anything like that, but I lightning struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. But he continued to lie, claiming Maui, the fire, was triggered by climate change. I don't think anybody can deny the impact of the climate crisis anymore. Just look around. Significant damage like we've never seen before, not only throughout the Hawaiian Islands, in the United States, but in Canada and other parts of the world. We've never seen this much fire. The climate change excuse has been debunked. Maui already determined the fire was started by the Hawaiian Electric Company. The people of Hawaii don't deserve Biden's narcissism, lies, and $700 checks. They deserve much more. The islands is suspicious now. There's a land grab taking place while bodies are still missing. They smell opportunists. Developers are lurking. Evictions are happening. And coincidentally, an emergency proclamation on housing development three weeks before the fires left residents feeling purposely preyed on. This meeting does not stand as valid, and you have no authority, Nani, to do what you guys are doing here. Take the meeting back to the county of Maui. We don't want to be living in housing. We don't want to go into a little rural area where it's subjected to what? Poverty. That's what you guys do to us. This is a warning to everyone who knows the unjust that's been done in this emergency proclamation. The emergency that I see today is Lahaina. You are not representing the people and that has to change don't sit here in a round table and make decisions for the majority because you are very much the minority governor josh green made a cameo at that meeting and then conveniently dipped out before it was time to hear from the community hawaii native bj penn former ufc champ was in rare form watch 
Just want to remind you guys that you guys work for us. We come here to talk about something and then you guys start fighting back with us. You work for us. You don't talk to your boss like that, right? Who talks to their boss like that? Look at Josh Green, how weak, weak man. What happened? I came inside, what? He gotta go check his beverages? What is going on? He only signs the bill to further his political career. So what is next? He let go for president. And that's the, that's what you guys look for. Oh, that's the guy I look up to. The guy who screws everybody over to get to the top. Come on. That's not what Hawaii is about. Aloha is the law. Great job, BG, BJ Penn, on that. Just going from top to bottom on this, where you have Joe Biden. I know I said this at the beginning of the show, but Joe Biden is saying, we've never seen fires like this all over the world. There's no doubt. It's just like, we've never seen a virus like this all over the world. Yeah, you know, we never had one made in a lab and then spread at the World Military Games in Wuhan, China. Funny, the World Military Games were in Wuhan, China, right when they were developing the, uh, the virus itself through gain-of-function research, funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, funded by Anthony Fauci, funded by Anthony Fauci through Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance, funded by the CCP, funded by the PLA, a, bio, a, a level four bioweapons lab, and then released at the World Military Games in Wuhan, all Wuhan, all Wuhan. Ever seen such a thing? Yeah, they caused the problem and they offer their solutions. They're causing the fires and then offering their solutions. The arsonists have already been arrested, Joe. That video is from a day or two ago. We, we noted the, the arrest of the Spain arsonists at the, on, the, on the Tuesday podcast. The Ottawa arsonists have already been arrested. The fires in Canada. He's talking about the BC fires right now, which I can guarantee freaking tell you, to you oh, yeah. are arsonists. 100%. Because the Ottawa fires were arsonists. The Spain fires were ar arsonists. The Greece fires are, were ar arsonists. Every time the Maui fires, to me, I don't even believe it was the power company. Yeah. I don't know what happened. That's what they're saying happened. Fire com the power company says they shut the power off six hours before the fire started. And this one other thing, this emergency proclamation. I mean, you see what a dweeb. I mean, again, you're like, Tom, you shouldn't say that about people's. I don't care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. You look at what a fat dweeb Josh Green is, the governor of Hawaii. He said that you're meeting with his sister. It's a very poignant point that my producer Aaron made. He said, you know, that these racist liberals, they hate those Hawaiians. Absolutely right, because they're blocking their smart city acquisition. Yeah. They're in our way. Those amoebas. You got, you got The Rock out there doing a video with Oprah and trying to raise money. Why are you trying to raise money if you're The Rock? Why are you trying to raise money if you're Oprah? They're worth over a billion dollars between the two of them. Why don't you just give them 500 million? Yeah, share the wealth. Yeah, share the wealth. Why don't, well, okay, you know, how about just some seed money? 50 mil each. Yeah. <laughs> you remember what a billion is? It's a thousand millions and you can't give 50 of those away? I mean, come on. It's just like this emergency proclamation from Josh, from Josh Green that just majestically happened. You know what an emergency proclamation is for? An emergency. It's done post-emergency. It's like if you have an emergency, you make an emergency proclamation that the police department is going to work 24-7. Yeah. I've been part of those. That's an emergency proclamation, what we do post-hurricanes here. You're on. 12 on, 12 off, 12 on, 12 off in perpetuity. Been a part of that. That's an emergency proclamation. Not an emergency uh, proclamation to assume land for the state. The emergency proclamation was if there was a natural disaster in Lahaina, that 
There was new rules about uh, acquiring that land. Why would that happen? Before. Weeks before <laughs> the fire. Uh, I believe it was six weeks before? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Why would that happen, Josh Green? Because he's a tool of the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist. You're like, Tom, you don't have... Listen, it's, uh, I'm, I will fully admit, these are allegations. This, uh, I, I am making... I am alleging these things. But there's something weird about a fire where they don't turn the alarm on, they turn the water off, and don't let the citizens leave via roadblocks by the Maui Police Department, the Maui Police Department that's run by the former lieutenant in Las Vegas that ran the Vegas shooting investigation. Weird, isn't it? Why would there be no water? Because they're revering the water. Why would you have an emergency operations manager who's never, he, he retired, Herman, whatever his name was. Adea. Adea, Herman Adea. Why would you have Herman Adea in charge of your emergency response who's never responded to an emergency in his life? You better, you, you'd, be, you'd be better off having me there. At least at a street level, I've responded to many, many emergencies in my life. Yeah. He's never responded to anything. I, I guarantee if his dog farts, he has no idea what to do. What do I do? What do I do? There's a strange smell in here. <laughs> methane gas. He has no, yeah, methane gas. Cli- climate change. <laughs> no, that would be your dog farting, which you probably want to eliminate anyway to get rid of the methane gas. And make sure you revere, you know, revere the water. All right, let's go to the next one. Well, Nick Sorter tweet. Apparently, FEMA, just so everybody knows where the money's going, is only giving $700 per household. So if you have a household of seven people, you get 700 bucks each. So, you know, it's not $700 per Maui citizen. It's $700 per household. Mm-hmm. That's the Biden administration. Great job, Biden administration. Great job, Biden. Listen, I love Ron DeSantis as the governor of Florida. I would love him as a future president, but he cannot be part of the Bush League. Being part of the, of the uh, establishment Republican machine. Now, I want no part of that. But I do love Ron DeSantis as governor. Voted for him twice. We'll vote for him a third time. Love him as that. I'm going, I'm going for Trump over DeSantis. Hate way DeSantis has run his campaign. Don't like it. But anyway. But have you noticed that? Have you anybody noticed how DeSantis has responded to Hurricane Adelia? Yeah. <laughs> he had 300,000 electric workers stationed, ready to go. Oh, yeah. 300,000. He has already coordinated FEMA long before <laughs> the storm ever made landfall. Before it cleared Cuba, he had it all set up. You hear any complaints from Florida residents? Show them to me. Go ahead. Send them to me. Send them to me on Twitter. Go ahead. Send them to me on Twitter. You won't find one. And you, and you have Corrine Jean-Pierre, again, whose sole qualifications to be the uh, White House press secretary is that she's a black lesbian. Yep. <laughs> she's out there espousing that everybody loves. Who does she? She says in there when she's asked by Peter Ducey about the galactic failure in Maui in comparison to uh, DeSantis' heroic response in Florida. She, he asked her, is that because Biden was on vacation? Would it help that if he wasn't on vacation, maybe he would have responded better? <laughs> and she says, ask anybody. Ask Josh Green, who does the emergency proclamation for land, for land uh, acclimation six weeks before the fire. Right? Does everyone understand what that is? Josh Green does an emergency proclamation just in case there's a natural disaster in Maui, or an unnatural disaster in Maui, six weeks prior to the natural disaster, that it makes it very easy for the state and globalist leftist bourgeois elitists like Oprah to assume the property of the victims. 
Changed all the rules. Now everything goes through one of Josh Green's appointees. Every decision. That was the that was the emergency proclamation. Then now there's no voting. There's no county ordinances. There, there's no county meetings. It goes all through Josh Green's sycophant. Josh, Josh Green's appointee. Can't remember his name. But that that that's what they did. And now Corinne Jean Pierre says, "Who do you contact if you want to ask?" What a great job Joe Biden does, has done. Ted Lieu, one of the senators out of Hawaii, can't remember the other one, but the, the two Democratic Party senators out of, out of, out of, out of uh, Hawaii, and, or ask Josh Green, the Democratic Party sycophant leftist governor, who's, who's figuring out ways to assume these poor people's land, which they're not going to let happen. Maisie Hirono. Maisie Hirono. How could I forget Maisie? Oh. How could I? I mean, t- I mean think, about, think about if you're senators. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Remind me. Okay, you guys, literally, you can, like, get all this. Correct me next time. Yeah. Every time that I ever want to badmouth Marco Rubio or Rick Scott again. <laughs> because just remind me that out of the state of Hawaii, their two senators are Ted Lieu and Maisie Hirono. <laughs> Holy Moly, that's like having Stalin and Hitler as your senators. <laughs> the worst. And, he, and and they're even dumber than both of those two guys. Oh yeah, combined. They're not they're just as evil, but dumber than they are. <laughs> Amazing. You ever watch Ted Lou talk? Have you ever watched Maisie Hirono talk? These are people who have a single digit IQ. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Single digit IQ. They are the dumbest people I've ever heard in my life. I mean seriously. Come on, Hawaii. Part of the, listen, none of the fire is your fault, but having those people be the people that are, are the, the people that are, 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 are responsible for the response, being Democrats. But Kareem Jean-Pierre says, talk to Ted Lou or Maisie Arano or Josh Green. They're going to tell you it's great. That's because they, Joe Biden's globalist uh, hand is up their anal puppet shoot. Say that it's great, Josh. Your fish belly, fat belly, white, whatever, chest white, whatever he is. I'm all flummoxed now. His freaking fat globalist body. Josh Green will say anything so that he can run for senator. And yeah. He can be part of the Washington elitists who just love to celebrate themselves with pageants and, and, and balls and banquets. It's all Josh Green cares about while his own people, there's still a thousand people missing. A lot of them kids. How to explain that away? Explain to me how do we don't have a national registry right now? Well, and by the way, where are all these kids at? Yeah. Are they even dead? I mean, considering that the Biden administration loves child sex trafficking, then you can say whatever you want. I'm not a believer in all the the uh, QAnon stuff, the tunnels under Disney, and all that crap. But you uh, you don't need any of that. You have an open southern border which is sexually trafficking thousands of kids per month, maybe per day. Yeah, They're missing 85,000. And according to CBP statistics, it's at least twice that many. So we're at 170,000 missing kids right now under the Biden administration's two and a half years. So they love child sex trafficking. Where are all these kids at? They took them out of school the day of. Weird. It's weird. I mean, it's weird. Are they dead or are they just disappeared? I don't know. Let's go to the next one, Will, wherever I'm at. And wokeness? Yeah. All right, here we are. And wokeness. Just wanted to show you this all shift, shifting off of Maui now. I know I'm making hard, hard. This is my, my uh, Biden expose. Just to show you where we're at. Now this, you're like, is this, is this on Biden? Well, I like to, what, what's the FBI doing with this? 
That's the Biden administration. Christopher Ray's the Biden administration. Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, that's the Biden administration. So five days after the Jacksonville shooter, we've got his, his uh, manifesto. The gunman who killed three black men, people, uh, three, three black people at a Dollar General on Saturday suggested he may have close enough, uh, may have been close enough to take a shot at MGK. What I don't even know what that is. What's MGK? Do you have any? Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh, you guys are amazing. Oh, it's up top there. I didn't read the top part. A Jacksonville shooter wanted Eminem and Machine Gun uh, Kelly to be killed on site. His writings were real. So you have this w- white supremacist nut job. You know, nobody ever said in this podcast that we don't have any white supremacists, but the number one terrorist threat to America is not white supremacist terrorism. Correct. At all. This guy here. And, what, and then again, you know, here's my, here's my thing. Is he really? Or is, is all of these mass shootings that seem to happen right at the right time, every time, when you have all these, when you have, when you, it's funny that this shooting comes out right when we find out there's 5,400 emails at NARA where Biden is using the name Robert L. Peters and J.R.B. Ware. Weird. Sent to Hunter Biden, CC to Hunter Biden that were sent to Poroshenko in Ukraine and other White House officials. Weird that you have a mass shooting, isn't it? And so just make the, making, this, making the story simple. So five days later, we have the Jacksonville shooters manifesto because he's a white guy. And we still don't have the Nashville shooters who was a white woman pretending to be a man. <laughs> a fully vaginaed woman pretending to be a man. Just like a fully penis man pretending to be a woman. Nashville shooters manifesto remains secret five months later. We still don't know what it is because it doesn't fit. The political narrative is... White supremacist terrorist is the greatest threat to America. Stephen Crowder played a video of all the Goebbels media, mockingbird media, people with the globalist leftist hands up their anal puppet shoots. This is what you're going to say. This is what you're going to say. Imagine that being so devoid of self-respect that you'll just say what anybody tells you to say. Imagine being such a whore that you are willing to say what anybody tells you to say. I don't care whether it's my wife whether it's close friends like Aaron or Will or my son or my daughter or my, or my pastor, Rodney R. Brown, I never say what anybody tells me to say. That's true. Period. I say what I want to say whenever I want to say it. My wife doesn't predict. She's sitting over here. You can't see her. <laughs> she's sitting over here grimacing every time I say anal puppet shoot. <laughs> Being grimacing, really grimaced, and actually groaned out loud when I said earlier that I have a virgin anus. <laughs> When it comes to being an anal puppet shoot. <laughs> Virgin anus overall. I mean, just not interested in that lifestyle. Sorry. I mean, you know, sodomites go to hell, so I'm not going to be a sodomite. But anyway, thank you, brother. Will just told me to preach it. But it's just, I mean, yeah, right after this, right after the shooting in Jacksonville, which was a white guy shooting black people. Absolutely true. He's an idiot. A murdering thug. You have tons of black people murdering white people. Dude, it happens. None of that gets, I mean, there's so many videos online about black people abusing white people because they know there's no, there's no repercussions. Nobody would dare. Yep. But, so you have, the, you, you have all these sycophants. Crowder, you can pull it up. Stephen Crowder put out a video. It's on, it's on Twitter. It's, great. it's excellent. Uh, of, of all the news organizations coming out and saying, it's white supremacy. When is this going to stop? When is this going to stop? There's so much white supremacist terror. Where, where, where? It's the first one I've seen. Definitely the first one I've seen in 2022 or 2023. Where, where's the other ones? If it's the greatest threat to America, 
And we had one white supremacist terrorist who kills three people. And is he even a terrorist or just a murderous thug? And was it, was it instigated by NGOs or the FBI? I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust any of these people. Do you? They lie. They, not, they don't do anything but lie. Speaking of the FBI, go to the next one for me, Will. Kyle Serafin tweet. Just in the FBI security division. There's a group of idiots. <laughs> has secretly reopened investigations into 700 FBI agents without notifying their divisions or management. That sounds like a great organization, doesn't it? Man, I would love to be part of a brown shirt Gestapo like the FBI. This is over 5% of all FBI agents are now under investigation. Those we know about are military veterans and likely conservatives, of course. That's what the FBI is on and about doing. All right, let's shift over to this. Let me do a couple pervert things. I have to show you this stuff. This is all on the, uh, because it's all the same. And let me just say this before I leave tonight. I'm in overtime now. Podcast is supposed to go 8 to 8.30 to 10, but I never seem to stick in those parameters. But remember the agenda. The agenda is, this is the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist agenda. It's to leverage you into a one world commerce system. With a singular access point, that means singular access to what you can buy, sell, trade, anything. Singular access point to the commerce system. Their agenda is to leverage you into a, into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them, controlled by tyranny, controlled by totalitarianism. That's what the agenda is. Now, they use many different tactics to that agenda. They're trying to bring back COVID now. Of course, climate change. If you don't, if you don't, if you, if, if, if you don't buy this, if you don't, if you, you have, I'm trying to, there's so many examples, but I just think of Sadiq Khan in London right now, where he's hanging up cameras everywhere that are documenting vehicles. So that eventually by 2030, there's certain vehicles that will no longer be allowed to purchase fuel, leverage you into one more commerce system with a single access point. See, that's how it works. They leverage you. If you don't have a Vax pass, you can't buy groceries. If you don't acknowledge out loud that men can be women and women can be men, you don't qualify to buy groceries. You don't qualify for a plane ticket. You have a certain amount of holes in that ticket that need to be punched. You may be able, if you get three, then maybe we'll let you buy water. But if you want to buy food, then you got to have six. If you buy ammunition, then some of those holes that you punched are no longer punched. You own a gun, you know you don't have access anymore. They just cut it off. That's the point of EVs and electric vehicles. Is that once you once they control all the the ability for you to fuel. Because then it goes all to the power companies. Right now, there's diversity of fuelings. I don't care if you have an electric car. You're stupid if you do. You're just buying into the agenda. You should switch right now back to an internal combustion engine now. You should, or you're buying into the agenda. You're just buying in. But right now, you have diversity of options. You can go fuel up anywhere you want. You can even buy gas directly. Wholesale if you wanted to, if you have a big enough operation. You buy jet fuel wholesale if you have a big enough operation. You can do all that right now. But what they want to be able to do is they control all access to commerce. They control it. And so they just very simply, and of course, it makes, electric power makes no sense because all electric power comes from fossil fuels. So if you up electric power usage and you're upping fossil fuel usage, makes no sense. Just like COVID makes no sense. Just like transgender, trans, uh, trans, the transgender agenda makes no sense. Just like uh, mandating a vaccine to stop transmission and infection, using a vaccine doesn't stop transmission and infection. Makes no sense. It all makes no sense. It, because, because it's nefarious. It's illogical. It's nonsensical. So it's evil and nefarious. It makes absolutely no sense. 
So that's the point of all of these things. So when you see the mass perversion, understand that's actually a tactic. Do you honestly think that when Joe Biden sits across from Dylan Mulvaney, he's saying, man, what a great guy. You think he's honestly thinking, what a great girl? <laughs> no, he's thinking, this guy's an idiot, but I can use him to leverage everybody else in the one world commerce system. Yeah. Just like they have mass crime in all of these cities that's unpurposed by Sor- Soros bought and paid for district attorneys who are refusing to prosecute gun crime or any crime so that they have some sort of authority in their mind or, or just uh, uh, some sort of ability. They feel legitimate in coming and confiscating firearms because they're not, they're not, they're not prosecuting firearms crimes, so they feel legitimized in coming and confiscating firearms. That's the point of it all and all of it. So one of those tactics is transgenderism. One of those tactics, so they will, transgenderism is just as stupid as mask wearing. Just as stupid as mask wearing. Makes absolutely no sense. I don't, listen, I don't care. I mean, uh, that's an overstatement. I do care. (laughs) Because I just marvel at the stupidity of somebody who dresses up like a man who's still a woman or dresses up like a woman who's, who's a man. Okay, you're, you're just an ignoramus. If you want to do that, you can do it. Same thing with mask wearing. Go ahead. You want to do it, you can do it. Problem is, is when you mandate it, where I have to accept it to enter into the one world commerce system. Yep. That's the point of it all. So let me just show you this idiocy. So here it is. And there's, there's speaking of nefarious and evil, There's way more behind the scenes of the transgender narrative than the transgender narrative, those the transgender narrative purveyors and operatives will actually tell you. Uh, um, Alden Bunog says this, you're effing acting like we want to show kids porn or something, but something I've learned through the years is that that whenever right-wingers accuse others of something, it's definitely because they're projecting. Oh, really? Yeah, weird. That's exactly the opposite because read the bottom. Oahu substitute teacher Alden Bunog was charged Wednesday in a criminal complaint filed in federal court for distributing child pornography. What a sick freak. So not only they project that we they're projecting projections. <laughs> Everything that the left accuses you of doing, they are in fact doing or have already done. Yeah. So they're projecting projection now. Not only do they project, now they project projection. I right, go to the next one for me, Will. Lives a TikTok tweet. Just showing you the perv section tonight. So that there you have Alden Bunog, who's was he a teacher? It was a teacher, right? Substitute teacher. Substitute teacher, teacher yeah. distributing child porn, allegedly. Now meet Shane Murnan, elementary principal. Oh. And you can use that, uh, what do you call it there? An IRL up to uh, at whatever. Well, that's a tweet. That's a Twitter handle. Yeah, Twitter handle. Shane is a drag queen who performs for children and reads books about gender to kids while dressing in drag. He's a uh, elementary (laughs) principal. principal. Only problem is, Shane was also previously arrested prior to being an elementary school principal on child porn charges. Would you want this person in charge of your kid's school? How did he get the job? Yeah, I don't know. And the latest on that from Lives Lives of TikTok is that, oh gosh, the next pick, we'll just put up the next pick, um, is that they are looking into that. The district, the district school is looking into it. But how did he ever pass backgrounds? That's a, yeah. felony, that's a right. felony arrest. Yeah. There's no way. Okay, unless he was, maybe if he was found innocent and they somehow expunge the records or whatever they do. But I don't know. But there, you see, that's, that's two people in education saying, we, we don't have any interest in your kids at all, even though we're sexualizing your kids, <laughs> even though we're talking about graphic sexual content in front of your kids. 
We have no interest in your kids at all, sexually speaking, until it's found out that they both love child porn. <laughs> and, it, you know, who knows how much worse it actually is. Here's another one for you. Andy No Tweet. Sorry, a guys. Portland, <laughs> what? I'm apologizing to the viewers for this oh, picture. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. Check Ugh. out that. Check out those knockers. <laughs> so Talk about anti, this is what you call anti-porn. Yeah. This is anti-porn <laughs> therapy for everybody out there. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, this, yeah, you're welcome. Anti-porn therapy. You'll never look at porn again. <laughs> a Portland trans activist with a long, violent criminal history has been charged for allegedly destroying a teen girl's car and smearing feces inside. Oh. Yeah, there's normal people dressed up in women's clothes. That's, that's just a normal dude right there <laughs> with a doobie in his mouth compressing his man chest together. He's a catch. You know, yeah. They're just normal people. No, they're actually either violent or pervs. Yeah. You're saying that about every trans person? No, you never say it about everyone. I'm saying it about the agenda. The agenda is to sexualize kids. The agenda is to indoctrinate kids so that, it's just like we, we put, put it on the podcast. The UN has whatever you want to call it, globalist legislation that they're trying to put forward right now to naturalize sex between a 14-year-old and any age adult. That's what, they, that's what Gavin Newsom did. And I can't remember his first name, but of course his last name is, he's a state rep in California. Wiener also did was lowered the penalties for sodomizing 14-year-olds in the state of California. That's already passed. That's already Scott passed. Wiener. That's who Gavin Newsom is. When he runs for president, because Joe Biden will not be running for president. Because Joe Biden will have to drop out. When he runs, that's the very first thing that he's Scott Wiener. Thank you. The very first thing that needs to be brought up in the first debate against Gavin Newsom is, hey, Gavin, just a question for you. Why is it that you wanted dudes like this to be able to sodomize 14-year-olds and suffer far less criminal penalties? Why? Why? Explain it again. It's like I said about the emails, like I said about the Biden documents. Give me a reasonable explanation about why you want to lower the criminal penalties for somebody who rapes a 14-year-old boy. Explain that to me, Gavin. Outside of the fact that you want to normalize sodomy with 14-year-old boys. Outside of that fact. Because that's what the UN wants to do. Gavin Newsom is a globalist, bourgeois, leftist, WEF sycophant. That's exactly who he is. So just give us a reasonable explanation why you and Scott Weiner got together and wanted to low and did lower the penalties for sodomizing 14-year-olds. And then explain to us why it is that you want to legalize the murder of babies that are 28 days out of the womb. Put them on the put it on the line. Put it right in front of their freaking faces. Well, explain that to us, Gabby. Come on, use your bleached white smile and your slick back hair and explain to us why it is that you want. 28-day-old kids to be murdered by their parents without any criminal penalty. Explain to us why you lowered uh, significantly the, the penalties for those who rape 14-year-old boys in your state, or girls in your state. Why? Explain that to me. As a, Gavin, as a lover of women, as a, woman, as, as a guy who's married to an ardent uh, feminazi, as somebody who, who is who's allegedly just for the women's movement, for women's rights, why is it that you want to lower the penalties for when a woman is sexually assaulted in your state under, under, under sodomy? Why, why would that be? Why would that be, Gavin? Explain that to us. Give us the reasons why. And watch him choke on his bleach white teeth. All right, go to the next one for me. 
Breaking. <laughs> Canada has issued, this is a little bit old, look at the date on the bottom, but a, uh, I can't, I can never get it memorized. 2SL means two-spirit, by the way. Yeah. What the heck does that mean? Canada has issued a 2SL GBTQ plus travel advisory for citizens visiting the United States. Some states have enacted that. So the way you have Dwayne Wade, who runs out of the state of Florida because the state of Florida is dangerous to his trans, uh, his, his transgender son, his son who's pretending to be a girl. Some states have enacted laws and policies that may affect whatever LGBTQ persons. The, the advisory states, not all countries have the same values and legal system that we have in Canada. Canada, their citizens, I'm going to tell you this, re, research tonight. It's actually, this is my next, it was actually my next section. Go on Twitter and you will find one Canadian citizen after another doing TikTok videos and they're reposted on Twitter. You'll find them talking about, I can't make it anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't make it. They're bankrupt. Listen, Canada and it's all on purpose. They're bankrupt in their own citizens, so their citizens have to run to the government. Move into 15-minute cities and live in your 1,000-square-foot cubicle with your five-member family. That's the point of it all. Leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. Got to show you this video. Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez, Dr. Mengele, because again, if you're going to have a Hitler, you got to have a Goebbels, and you got to have a Fauci. Oh, I mean, a Mengele. If you're going to have a Hitler, you got to have a Fauci and a Mengele. Same thing, by the way. I mean, let's compare even. You can even compare. Mengele versus Fauci. You have Fauci, who's fooled allegedly 5 billion people or 6 billion people around the globe to take an experimental mRNA vaccination. Think about that. In comparison to Mengele, who's worse? Think about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We have, to, we have to do direct correlation of stats. But anyway, Dr. Dr. Mengele implanting a puberty-blocking device into the arm of an 11-year-old boy. This parent needs to be tried for child abuse, for felony child abuse. I'll just let you see in the video. Play it for me. Dr. Olson had a decision. You are in the perfect place to start on blockers. And she promises to begin giving her estrogen, female hormones, in two years. Around 13. That's what I think. Yes, you're not going to develop breast buds on the blockers, but um, you're not going to wait until 16 to start. You know that, okay? Josie received the blockers as an implant in her arm. It's okay if you cry. So with all the bravery she could muster, Josie held on tight as another chapter opened in this young girl's life. A lot of times it strikes me that had this happened just 20 years ago, thank you. I wouldn't have been able to give her blockers and she would have had to go through male puberty. That terrifies me. It's all done. Do you want a hug? I don't know that she would have survived male puberty. I never would have guessed that as a woman who hacked off all of her hair. That's a boy, by the way. That's a boy. If at 18 he wants to dress up as a girl, he wants to hack off his own penis because that's where he's heading. If his penis is still attached to him right now, if it's in the United States, probably already be hacked off. I don't know. I don't know where that took place. They sound like Americans, but I can't tell. You never can tell. It's either Canada, Canada or the United States. If he still has his penis, still has his testicles, those will be lopped off eventually. It doesn't matter what you do. I love, I can't remember the name of the Congress, Congresswoman or Congressman that asked this question, but it asked you know, somebody on our side when it comes to, to medicine. Has there ever been a successful sex change operation? No, there never has been. 
You can never, ever take a man and turn him into a woman or a woman into a man. It can't happen. You can inject him with all the puberty blockers you want. And what's amazing to me is these verses came into my mind um, out, of, out of 2 Corinthians 11, 14, and 15. Because you have this doctor who has this veneer of compassion, but you're going to have your, you're going to, what, what were they called? Your boob, uh, oh, can't remember the expression. You're going to have your, dang, your breast buds, breast buds. Breast it's hard buds. for me to remember yeah. these, these terms. You, you know, but you, you're not going to have your breast buds. It's talking to a boy. You know, right away from these puberty blocks, but you'll have them before you're 16 because she just deeply so, cares so much about this boy that she's going to sign off to have his testicles lopped off and his penis lopped off and have an inverted vagina. That doesn't function. He still has no ovaries, no uterus, no fallopian tubes, nothing, and is still a producer of testosterone until he lops his nuts off. And still, even after that, your body still produces testosterone. Just not, not, as, not nearly as much, obviously. He ne- still will never be a woman. And this girl, this, this doctor, acting like this purveyor of compassion. But don't worry, you'll have your breast buds before you're 16. Oh, that's lovely, lady. That's lovely because he's more likely to commit suicide after these transgender surgeries. Absolutely. Or these transition surgeries. That's the proper terms. I like to use the proper terms. He's far more likely to commit suicide after the transition surgeries than prior to the transition surgeries, as people like that doctor say the exact opposite. Will, stop clipping your foot, moving your foot around. Far more, far more likely to commit suicide after the transition. And the doctor will tell you that you're far less likely to commit suicide after transition. It's all lies. Just like the vaccines, just like climate change, just like masks, just like lockdowns, all lies. All gun grabbing, lie. Crime go down, less guns you have. That's not true. More guns you have, the more less crime you have. That's statistically absolutely, absolutely true. Absolutely true. But that's the state, that, that's where we're at. And I just, I just, those verses that came to my mind is for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. That's 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. 14. And then I think of the doctors. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. God, God will judge that doctor for the Mengele-style treatments that she gave to these young people. Also, that she can feel like she's changing the world, just like the mask wearers and the vaccine pimps and whores. All right, 18 minutes worth of overtime. That's good enough. 695 people still on. Stay for the postgame. A little bit of advertising. None of it's real advertising, but my own personal advertising. Maybe 90 seconds worth. Stick around for the postgame. Then we're back. Yeah, switch over over. Switch to Rumble. Switch to Rumble. Only free, free speech streaming platform out there. Switch to Rumble. Stay for the post game. Lots of videos on there for you to see. I don't know, several minutes of them. Stick around for them. They're videos that I find that I put together for the post game. You got to see them. It's great stuff. Love you all. Back here Saturday night, 1030, also on the Christian Television Network. I'll see you then. God bless you. From everyone who has been given much, or Romans 832, everything, all things. Ephesians 1, 3, everything, every spiritual gift is yours. What was this much that was given to you? It can be summarized in two words, Holy Ghost. Nobody's got the Holy Ghost but you. 
The unsaved do not have the Holy Ghost. You got it. Narrow is the way and few find it. We are supposed to be a remnant that the world is petrified of because of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the much that was given to you.